right. We are uh, continuing our journey here in uh, in the story, and uh, remember uh, remember what we're doing, right? We are taking kind of a big uh, flyover of the whole biblical uh, narrative, and as we do the big flyover of that biblical narrative, we're we're stopping along the way, and we are looking at some key characters. Not all of them, but some key uh, characters uh, that God uh, worked with. And then ultimately, we're trying to also ask the questions of, well, wait a minute, how do we fit into the story, right? So that's kind of the movement uh, that we, we were about. And uh, last week, Pastor Andrew took you through the whole creation uh, experience. So, so creation and uh, all the way up through uh, the choosing of, uh, of Noah, right? So today, if you got your uh, Bibles with you, we're going to pick up at uh, chapter 12 of uh, Genesis, or you got your Bible app, go ahead and get that out and uh, go to chapter 12 of, uh, uh, of Genesis, Genesis uh, or just simply pull out that half sheet, right? And you can, you can uh, follow along with that. And some of you may say, well, hey, I would like to just read the book. Well, here's what it looks like. We blew it up. So in case, you know, you couldn't see me hold it up here, this is what the book looks like, right? This is the large print version. It's just big, right? Because we wanted you to see it, get it, understand it, right? And then some of you may say, well, why didn't you just go out and buy 500 copies of it? Because it's too hard. That's it. It's just too, too cumbersome and too hard. When in today's technology, it is a whole lot easier for you to go like this and go buy and it comes to your house, right? It's just that simple, right? So just do the Amazon, the Barnes and Noble thing, whatever it is. You can probably even find it at half price books if you're like me and cheap, okay? Uh, so just go get it. It's just simpler. It's just easier, right? And then you say, well, what, well, but you've already started. I'm probably so way, way behind. No, you're not way behind. We're in chapter two. And if you have the book, at the, the end of chapter two is page 27. Okay, page 27. So after today, you're only 27 pages behind, and it's a quick, fast read because you already know the story. Okay, so you can, you can catch up. Now, the irony is, or irony, but the reality is, it's only 27 pages in this book, right? Uh, but in scriptures, by the time the day's over, we're going to be through, uh, I think, 36 chapters of Genesis, right? So that gives you a kind of a scheme of how fast we're moving through the big narrative uh, of the scripture. Today, we turn to a guy named Abram, or God eventually calls him uh, Abraham, and we're going to see the, the big narrative, the big story with Abram, Abraham, is that God uh, begins building uh, a nation, right? He begins building uh, a nation. But in the process of building the nationship, the middle story, what Abram does is he begins building a relationship with God and God's thought pattern in our story uh, is that it's the seed for legacy. It goes all the way to us today, right? That's what we're going to unpack. It all starts uh, Genesis 12, verse 1. So if you go there, this is the call of Abram, right? It's the call of Abram. I'll read it quick. The Lord said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family. Go to the land that I will show you. I will make you in a great nation. I will bless you, make you famous. You'll be a blessing to others. I'll bless those who bless you, curse those who treat you with contempt. And all the families of the earth will be blessed uh, through you. Okay? So that's the call. Now what's amazing about the call is the guy he calls. He calls this guy named Abram. Now, you remember Pastor Andrew shared with you about, about the calling of Noah, 
right? So this is why you need to be here every week. The calling of Noah. Do you remember why God chose Noah? He said he chose Noah because he was the only righteous one he could find. Remember that? He's the only righteous one he could find. Here is the amazing thing about the call of Abram. Abram doesn't even know God. He, he, he's not a follower. He, he, he's a pagan. His dad, uh, Terah, was a pagan. They worship all, all the false gods of, of, of the land, right? Abram is the most unlikely character. And yet God chooses him. What's the point? What we're going to see is God chooses ordinary people for extraordinary lives. God chooses ordinary people, but enables them to live extraordinary lives. Abram is the most unlikely candidate, right? He, he, he worships uh, idols, right? And if you think about God, he's going to build a nation. I mean, who's the guy you want to choose when you build a nation? Well, later on in the big story, he chooses this young, good-looking guy named David, right? Remember that? Later on, he chooses this young, good-looking guy, great singer, good with a harp, you know, guitar player. I mean, you know, right, that's the guy, right? Not so much with Abram. Abram doesn't have any of the qualifications that you and I would probably put together in terms of a resume that would make him the right choice. He worships uh, idols. He's a pagan worshiper. And he's 75 years old and his wife along with him. And yet this is who God chooses in in the big story of, of starting in motion this incredible movement that reaches all the families of the earth. And in Abram, in his name, he eventually changes it to Abraham. God locates what he's going to do through Abraham. Because Abraham means the father of many, or the father of many nations. This is such incredible good news to us. Here's the good news. You ready? God does not call us based on who or what we are, but on whom he's going to make us into. Is that great news? I mean, if you're like me, <laughs> that's awesome good news, right? Because you don't have to meet the qualifications. You, you, you don't have to somehow have the right resume to be called, claimed in God. You, you don't somehow have to have lived a perfect life up until today in this moment in this room to somehow be called, claimed and used. You, you don't have a, a bunch of criteria. That's great news, isn't it? The great news is that in the big story of what God is doing, He chooses Abraham then, and He still chooses ordinary people today. What's He chooses to do? Well, He choose, chose Abraham to do one simple thing. Follow. He chose him to follow. That's it. If you go uh, back to Genesis 12 and you look at the, what God is asking of Abraham, he says, listen, I'm going to choose you, Abraham. I want you to follow. And he says, leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land I will show you. Right? Now, what is he supposed to do? Well, he's supposed to leave 
And notice there's one word that appears three times. If you've got your pencil in the half sheet, you're going to want to circle this word. Do you see what word appears three times? The word is Y-O-U-R, your. What's he supposed to leave? His stuff. Your. Leave your. Three times. Remember this. It shows up later. Remember this. Three times. I'll ask you later. Pop quiz. Right? Three times. Your, your, your. What's Abram to leave? Abram, this, is an, this is a grace invitation. Abraham doesn't only not meet the qualifications, he can leave everything that was before that moment. He, he can leave behind everything that was before that moment. He can, he can leave behind the shame, the guilt, the brokenness. He can leave behind all the failure, all the faults. He can leave behind everything that he was. Is that an awesome grace invitation? Some of you need that invitation today, don't you? You, you need to know God is saying to you this morning in the story today, listen, you can leave all that behind. What, whatever yesterday was, you, you leave it. Your, leave your, 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 whatever the your is, right? Others, you got some your stuff that you need to let go of and trust God more, right? Some of you just need to leave some your stuff, like your comfort zone. You need to step out of your comfort zone and get on mission more than you are now. Some of you just need to leave the security of a big bank account and say, listen, I'm going to trust God more than I do the security of my big bank account. Some of you just need to leave some of that your stuff. Right? Just some of that your stuff. That's what he's asking Abram to do. Leave your. Leave your. Leave your family. Leave, leave your relatives. Leave all the your stuff that makes you comfortable. And instead, do what? Just trust me. Look what it says. Go to the land that I will show you. Go to the land that I will show you. Now, notice in the call. When God calls Abraham, Abram, he doesn't lay out the whole plan. Step by step. He, he doesn't put the call on Abraham and say, Now, Abraham, I want you to leave your, your, and your, and here's where I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you from here, and then we're going to go up to here, and then I'm going to take you over there, and eventually I'm going to take you over here, and it's all going to work out. Don't worry, because ultimately you're going to get this, and then I'm going to take you there, and everything will be fine. He doesn't lay the plan out. What does he do? He just says, Abraham, you need to trust me more. You need to trust me more. You just leave and you go. Go where? Go to the land that I will show you. He hasn't shown him yet. He's got to live into the story. He's got to let his life become the story of what God is doing. Now, this should not surprise us as, as Christ followers, right? If you're in the room today and you're already sold out on Jesus, this should not surprise us. Look what Jesus says in Matthew 16. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up what? Your! Did you see that right there? Whoa! That, that's pretty good, isn't it? You must give up. Leave. Let it go. Let all that leave. Give up your own way. Take up your cross. Follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. What's he saying? You've got to trust him more and just enter into the story. Trust him more and enter into the story. Give up 
your, whatever your is for you today. Just, just, just give up your and, and step into the story and understand God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary kingdom things. God uses ordinary people like us, you, to do extraordinary kingdom things. And you can leave behind everything that was yesterday. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't uh, call for sacrifice, right? When he calls Abraham, he calls him toward a blessing, and he calls him also uh, toward uh, sacrifice. Abraham has to leave. He's got to leave all that stuff. But that sacrifice is for a purpose. This is really important right here. You ready? Notice God lays out for Abraham not where Abraham is going to go. He lays out for Abraham, Abram, what God is going to do. Important distinction. Not where he's going to go and take him and this way your life's going to unfold. He lays out what he, God, is going to do. Walk with me here. It says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. I don't know if you can see it real well, but I bolded some a statement in there. Do you see the statement? The statement is, I will. All right, pop quiz. How many times does he say, I will? Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Isn't that great? Did you see that? Did you get that? Your, 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 and then he says what? I will, I will, I will. How incredible is that? What is God saying? Listen, you can let go of that, whatever that was, whatever that is. You can let, let go of all that. Get the grace, the good. Let go of all that. Why? Because I will. I will. And for us Christians, for Christ followers, we know he's already done. He already gave Jesus. He already gave the gift of heaven. He has already given us the promise of eternity. He's already given us forgiveness. He already did. Here he's saying, I will. Now he's already done. It's so much easier for us. We just need to step into the story. Just step into the story and say, God, I know you did it. I trust you with my whole life. I will too. I will. I will go wherever you lead, and I'll sacrifice whatever you ask. But it means trust. Just stepping into the story in trust. That's what Abraham did. And everything looked like it shouldn't work. Everything in the Abraham story looks like this This is not going to work out. Right? Remember, Abram doesn't fit the qualifications. Abram and Sarah, they're homeless. They're just squatters in Haran, right? They don't have a lot, right? Their, their resources aren't huge, right? The, the promised land that God is promising to them, it's already occupied by more powerful people. He knows that, right? And the big one, you heard it, they don't even have an heir. They're 75 years old and they have no kids, And Sarah is beyond childbearing years. Everything in the story, if you look at it, Abraham should say, Really? Instead he says, I will. And God says, I will. I will. We step out simply because we know God will. He will. He can and he will. What's he doing? In the story, in the big story, God is using Abram 
to begin the process of building a nation. Right? He's going to build a nation. And what does he call Abraham to do? He calls him to go, and Abraham's only thing that Abraham has to do is follow and build his relationship with God. Just go and build this relationship with God. If you follow what Abram does after that, and it's captured here in Genesis 12 for the first time, it says, so Abram departed. He did what the Lord instructed, right? He took his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, his wealth, whatever he had, took that all. And it says, if you follow down, then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I'll give you this land to your descendants. And Abraham built an altar there and he dedicated it to the Lord who appeared to him there. What did Abram do? He built an altar. Abraham goes through an experience of building his relationship, and every time he builds an altar. If you get in and read that, these chapters, right? He builds an altar, and he builds an altar, and he builds an altar, right? It's in Genesis 12, 8. There he built an altar, and he dedicated it to the Lord, right? As he's going and he's traveling. Genesis 13, right? In the same place where Abram had built the altar, there he worshiped the Lord. What's the word? Again. You see that? Again. What is Abram doing? God is building a nation through the most unlikely person, Abram. What is Abram doing? Abram is just trusting, following, and building a chip. How you doing on that? How you doing on that? Because when you when you follow, when you step into the story, then you step into the opportunity of building this incredible relationship with the living God. That's what Abram does. And as he keeps building this relationship, even though he makes mistakes over and over and over and over again, he can always go back to the relationship. That's us. We'll make mistakes. Even though we say, I will, we step into the story, we'll make mistakes. But if we have the relationship, we can always step back to the relationship. And in the big story, what is God doing? Through the relationship, through his call of Abraham, God is working with Abraham for the purpose of generations. He's building a legacy. He's building a legacy. Did you notice how the call ended, right? If you go back and you look, you know, leave your, 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 and I will, I will, I will, right? And at the end of the call, God lays out the big vision, the big picture. Here's the big vision, right? When he ends the call of Abraham, he says, all the families on the earth will be blessed through you. What is God's purpose when he first calls Abram? Where does he see it ultimately leading? That through Abram, this is the start, through Abram, he will ultimately reach how many people? The answer is all the families of the earth. Okay, here's one for you. Some people say, well, pastor, seriously, how big do you want Christ Church to get? It doesn't matter how big I want him to get. What matters? God has already decided how big we need to get because he uses us. He uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. He uses Christ Church, an ordinary place, to do an extraordinary thing. What does he want to do? He wants to reach how many people? All the families of the earth. That's how big he wants us to get. That's up to me. That's him. 
That's the story. That, that's where he sees the vision. He starts with one, and through one, he chooses to reach one unlikely person who can leave all the stuff behind and just enter into walking into relationship and let God do the heavy lifting. And God's goal is ultimately what? Not just a nation, but that through him he will reach all the families of the earth. You see, when you step into the story, when you step into the story, you step right next to Abraham in the same vision. So here's a question for you. Christ Church sold out people. His goal is to reach all the families of the earth. Who do you need to go home this afternoon and email, text, call, pick up the phone, talk to, and say, hey, I want to invite your family to our family week? Because what does God want to do? He wants to reach all the families of the earth. That's not just our goal. That, that's him, right? That, that's him. And he uses unlikely people, ordinary people, to do extraordinary things. And the story keeps continuing. It keeps moving forward, right? He, it's Abraham, and there's the experience of Abraham and Lot, and then there's the birth of Isaac, and then the test of the sacrifice of Isaac, and then there's Jacob and Esau and the conflict that they have, and that leads to 12 sons ultimately coming out of Jacob, and those 12 sons become the tribes of Israel, and God lays the foundation for what? A nation. He lays the foundation for a nation. And where did he start? One person. Most unlikely person you can think of. Abram. Abram. Oh, here's a cool question. You ready for this? Here's a cool question. Do you suppose Abram is still in the room? One person. One person. And he would build a nation with the goal of reaching all the families of the earth. It shouldn't surprise us, right? Not as Christ followers, at least, right? It shouldn't surprise us that this is what God wants to do. You can go to Genesis 35 where we leave off this chapter of the story, right? And you hear about Jacob who becomes the father of the 12 tribes, right? And he says, get rid of all your pagan idols, purify yourself, and put on clean clothes. What is that? That's the leave, right? We're now going to Bethel where I'm going to build an altar. That's the relationship the God who answered my prayers when I was in distress. Why? Because he's been with me wherever I have gone. That's God doing the I will. You see how that travels from generation to generation? That God didn't think when he called Abraham only of Abraham. He thought of the generation next and the generation next and the generation next. And if he thinks about the generation next, who else is he thinking about? The generation now. The generation now. And he's not just thinking about the generation now. Why why is he building Christ Church? Not just for us. Are you kidding me? No. He's using ordinary people to do an extraordinary thing for the generation next. That's what's at stake. Not us. What's at stake is what? The generation next. Because the goal is still the same. To reach all the families of the earth. What's it take? Abraham is the uh, example for us, right? A simple faith that follows. So Abraham departed as the Lord instructed. That's all we know. 
Do you notice in this whole thing, Abraham didn't say a word when the call came? He didn't say a word. Do you remember, uh, the Christ followers, you've been in the Word? Do you remember when, when God came to Moses in the burning bush? Remember that? Moses was all over it saying, well, you know, I just don't know. if I, I, don't, I don't speak so well. I'm not sure I got the qualifications. And, you know, he's always talking back. Do you notice Abram didn't say a word? Didn't say a word. What did he do? He just left and he followed. And the same call is on us, New Testament people, right? Jesus says, how many times the words follow me? Jesus called out to them, come, follow me, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Reach all the families of the earth. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There's still one thing you haven't done. There's one thing you need to leave behind and let go of. There's one your that you're still holding on to. Go and sell all the possessions and give the money to the poor, and you have treasures in heaven. Instead, do what? Then come and follow me. See that? Jesus spoke to the people one more, and he said, I am the light of the world if you follow me. You, will, you won't walk in the darkness, but you'll have the light that leads to life. That's the I will. You see, it may sound like a simple Bible story, the big story, using an ordinary person to do extraordinary things, but it's still the story. It's still the story. Here's the question. Are you in the story? Abram? Abram, are you in the story? Are you ready to just follow? Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. Uh, we thank you that uh, this, this isn't a story that's just something of years ago. It's an everyday experience. When you invite us to step into the story of not just building a nation, but building a holy people. And, uh, Lord, we, we look around the world today and we see such incredible brokenness that a guy could kill so many people with a truck, that governments could be threatened and toppled. I mean, everything that's going on, all of it, the brokenness of humanity. And we know the only answer is if we get serious to just leave the stuff behind and to follow you and to reach all the families of the earth, to change one heart at a time, that they would know you, that they'd know your forgiveness and your love, and that they would walk in relationship with you as we do. So, Lord, we're going to ask today as we uh, not just end a message, but we start a family week, that you would uh, just bring, bring a family to mind this afternoon, bring somebody to mind this afternoon. And, and give us the courage to just make a, a simple invite. An invite that can change their eternity. So, Lord, we come to you and we thank you that incredibly, amazingly, you've chosen us in spite of our brokenness. And you've given us the freedom to leave behind, to know forgiveness and leave behind, and to step into a new future that you will build. Use us for your kingdom's purpose, we ask. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen, is that good? Amen, yeah. And he, you know, here's...